Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies and offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Hello and welcome to an episode of Healing for Healers with Abby and Regina. Hi, Regina. Hello. Uh, normally, we would sit and look at each other and talk and you guys get the, the talking bit. But just we picked what we were going to talk about, what happened was <laughs> Regina's camera went. And um, so I think personally, that means what we're talking about is extra important. What do you think? <laughs> I think so, too, because it's amazing sometimes how energies can interfere with your work and try and put you off track. So the fact that we were there ready to, you know, literally ready to push the button on record, we had agreed our topic. And suddenly then um, I my camera fails to uh, show picture, it just shows static. And yeah, so it's uh, interesting, can- too. Yeah, because, you know, long, long time listeners of Healing for Healers would know when we say things and alarms go off in the background or siren. <laughs> so it's, it's another aspect of this. But what we want to talk about in this episode is something I think we've mentioned in passing over many episodes, but never really addressed directly, which is soul loss and soul retrieval. And this is linked to power. So very, very important. And and I think also as we're recording this coming to the end of one year and the beginning of another year, many people are exhausted and you can be worn down and have life chip away at you. And it can actually energetically chip away at your life force energy or your soul. So it's a great opportunity to get the Abby and Regina treatment. <laughs> so. Oh, so we're double tagging today, are we? <laughs> <laughs> the tag team. Yeah, well, we kind of need that. You know, that's one thing that keeps people going, isn't it? Knowing we say, okay, I'll hold it today and then you can hold it tomorrow and I'll take a day off. So, yeah. So what's your take on soul loss? Let's start with that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to put it, put it into words because the, okay, again, as always, I tend to put it in more story format. So just thinking of somebody recently who's a client and what had happened was they ha- were going, they're going through a divorce. However, 
she was finding it difficult to be still be she was still energetically connected to uh, her partner and she found she couldn't stop thinking of him, that there was so much. And it was like as if the way she described it, uh, a record, you know, going around and around and around. And there's absolutely no progress on her creating her new life. And she was tired all the time. There was so much going on. So when I started to talk to her, I realised that from her intake that there was a lot of history there over this um, marriage. There was a lot of history and there were a lot of, you might call it incidences along the way, could have been big rows. And what happens is when there are rows and, and high energy is the way I would describe it and very high emotions, it's like some of your emotional energy gets caught there. So it's like part of your soul essence is caught back at that scene. Mm. So over a period of time, it was like as if there was less and less of her there in the marriage because there was so much of her caught up in all the different incidences that happened over a period of time. Now, I'm talking as a healer here, but this person doesn't didn't know what a shaman does, but we I'd helped her seven years ago and she came back. So she didn't know what a soul retrieval was. And that's how I was basically explaining it, that I needed to go back and make her feel whole again, because that was part of it. She was. There was like chunks of her energy not there, so. When I did the soul retrieval, as I said, I did an intake to talk to her about what her issues were. And then myself, and my guides, this is a heavy duty one, but we can all do it on a daily basis. I'm just talking about it, uh, you know, on a heavy duty side. I went back and I found out that there were a whole series of different incidences. Where you lose a piece of yourself. basically. Exactly. So I hadn't any timelines for this, but it was <laughs> and it was really strange because I came back and, you know, with these old pieces and I documented and because I I work differently. And it's very hard for me to explain it. Um, I get years. So I had this list of years that, uh, you know, this is what they showed me that you felt at this year, this year, this year, and this year. And she oh, was saying so nothing. Went, so it's like you, you journeyed back. Through oh, I journeyed, journeyed back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, journeyed back to do the. I'm picking do... up pieces of her energy and her soul at various years. That's interesting. Yes. You get years. I get ages. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, when I say years, I years old. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same, but uh, years old. That at this, uh, y- you know, when you were this age, this. So what happened was when I brought up, uh, when I repeat, you know, when I brought back what I brought back and uh, gave it to her, there was like no reaction. And I'm thinking, hmm, this normally, you know, I get a reaction. But bit by bit, she began to say, that's strange because this happened at that age. And yeah, I was life threateningly ill at that age. And I um, such and such happened and died at that age. So all of these things, suddenly it was a map and there was this, all these pieces came back to her. But 
she had to be also in a position that she wanted to bring them back because when you bring back those old pieces, you have to be prepared to work with yourself. So we can work with you, but to do soul retrieval on your own, to call back the energy, you have to be willing to work with that energy. Now, this is just me. Abby, you can put I, in. I mean, it depends, really. I mean, what you're talking about there are specific incidents yeah. over specific lives and 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 that's important and so if if you see yourself as a house this is kind of how i see it right where everybody lives in themselves <clears throat> for want of a better word right? okay and so the house that you're living in represents the way you live and the clarity and the strength and the cleanliness of the house <clears throat> excuse me because I, I have a of a you know, obviously energy clearing going on. The, the, the strength of the house, the strength of your foundations is how you've lived, how you've healed, done your inner work, the amount of, let's say, garbage in, it, it, that's hidden, clutter, is the stuff you haven't dealt with yet. So the quality of how you are, your sense of vitality, for want of a better word, is, is echoed out in, in the house that you live in. And then how you feel about yourself. Do you live in a little cottage? Do you live in a cave? Do you live in a mansion? You know, and when we talk about growing and clearing and expanding, you can imagine the house you live in is also expanding. And then you grow into it. So you feel like this really is my space in the world. This is who I am. This is what I like. I mean, I think we've discussed this before, Regina, but we've mm -hmm. often, both of us have had clients where their head is spinning when they've come from a breakup, say, yeah. and they don't even know what color they like. So if you give them an amazing house, it's like, I don't live here and I don't even know where to start with decorating this and what color I should have on the wall or anything like that. So you could imagine from, you know, big soul pieces coming back, they need to fit into that space of you and settle in and, and move in with you and live with you. So if your house is cluttered, if your house is too small, if you've had big traumas in your life and you're not able to embody those pieces that left, you know, you can, you can, you can go get help. You can get a shaman to bring them back. But as Regina, as you've just said, you know, you come back with a massive soul piece for somebody that left when they were five. If their current state of, of living is not ideal then that five-year-old soul piece will just go leave it can't won't stay it won't feel safe mm -hmm. so you have to have done a certain amount of work in order to house those pieces of you so that they stay and become embodied and then they integrate with you so that they just are you so that's one kind of soul loss um i remember working in a job <clears throat> that i didn't like and it was like a piece of me was chipped away every day yeah, you don't, you don't notice that over long periods of time. You're just exhausted and you're worn down. And then you realize that you've got no power. And that's also soul loss, but it happens much more slowly. I suppose it's like water drip torture over days and times. And I think with this <laughs> pandemic and restrictions coming in and coming out, and then they're, they're, they're all on for one thing, and then they change their mind and they tell you other thing. When your power is outside of you, and you're waiting for somebody else to make the world right for you, you're literally handing pieces of your energy over to them. And then you don't have that piece. And that's a soul loss as well. What do you think? Well, yes. My head went off on a tangent there, my, my, my brain, when, I, uh, when you were talking about soul loss over time. Uh, 
because you can feel, for the one for, I know it sounds strange, thing, battle weary, is because as there's less and less of you there, as you give away more of you. Now, it can also be to loved ones. It can be to organisations. It can be to anything. It can be to a fear as well. And as you hand over more and more of your power to these situations and to these friends and loved ones, there's less and less of you there. So, yes, you can feel an awful lot drained. And at this time of year, particularly in Ireland, there's, you know, you have come through a busy time with Christmas and New Year. You have family visiting. You have so many different people coming or in. Or not visiting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the pressure to be happy and for everything to be perfect. All of that is so lost. You know, it can be, you can give away part of your soul over uh, the pressure to cook the most perfect turkey if you eat turkey. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think really what it comes down to and you can agree or disagree, is how much of yourself you've invested mm -hmm. in either your idea of something. So let's say that your turkey has to be perfect. So you're investing a piece of yourself in that. And if it doesn't work out, then you lose that piece. You know? Yeah. As they say, you lose yourself. <laughs> you, you, you lost it. <laughs> or in a relationship, let's go back to your client yeah. when she's screaming at her, her ex-husband who's screaming back at her and she's invested her hopes and her dreams that her, let's say her ex-partner will understand her and see her and appreciate her and he hasn't been and so she keeps hoping and keeps hoping and it's that hope that leaves in the form of the soul essence mm. um, and I and again back to that job that I remember being worn down because it was the my favorite job that I ever had working for somebody else mm -hmm. and it started off absolutely amazing and magical and I was given creative space and I was trained and I was shown and I was you know appreciated as you want to be appreciated and the pay was was okay, it was adequate, <laughs> you know. But over time then with, with management change, that changed. Yeah. So, you know, and then you just keep hoping, well, maybe things will go back to the way they were. Maybe things will be better. You know, maybe I'll get enough, you know. And then you, you have to look at yourself. And, 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 you know, so I don't know. I think we have the power to take those pieces back. This is why we're really yes. discussing this now. You know, we can we can talk about all the different ways you lose your soul, but we need to start also looking at all the different ways that you can take those pieces back. Because, yes. yeah, because a piece of my soul that had left came back recently and I didn't even know that it had left. Mm. And I do this all the time. I call these pieces of my soul back all the time. And so you can I go back to the idea of the house you can have the most superb house to live in, but if that soul piece isn't ready to come back or if there's other, let's say, complications around the issue, then it won't mm. come back until the right time. So at least if you recognize, if you're listening to this and you're recognizing, you know, you can start to say, okay, I'd like my soul pieces to come back, please. And it does not just happen like that. It doesn't. No. You have to put in the groundwork. You have to put in the preparation, but also the timing needs to be right. And as we always say, you know, there's still learning to be had. If you got all your pieces back when you asked for them, where's the growth? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so to start asking, what is it I need to learn so that I can feel more whole? 
Mm-hmm. And, and to maybe, you know, write a journal. Yeah, but also there's the fact if there's something that happened where you can't let go of the energy of it, it's like as if you can't get going in your head, you revisit it. That can also be an indicator that there's healing to be done around that. Absolutely. That's a stuckness. That's a piece of you yeah. trapped in, 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 in something. Yeah, definitely. So it's about reading. Everybody has their own signs. Uh, for me, it's very much on a feeling scale. I don't necessarily attach the words to it, but I'll know that there's something not quite right. Uh, I'll know by my energy levels. And, you know, just on a funny note, there are times when I don't actually realise how many other people I'm supporting energetically. Yes. um, You know, we all have our, for the want of a better word, blindsides. And that for me is one of them. So every so often I do have to absolutely stop and say, right, okay. I need to take stock of who energetically I'm supporting. How does that need to change? And who needs to be disconnected? So there might be a stage where I literally go through and disconnect everybody. And then suddenly my phone lights up with people. Hey, how are you? And they're suddenly reconnecting. (laughs) This is really funny because you and I are talking about this. It's not just about you and me. So I'm feeling fear come in right now. Because there are people listening to this podcast who are going to be listening to us and are going to be going, yeah, I need to do that. Mm -hmm. And just as your camera went out, just as, you know, I can feel the fear of the people that are taking soul pieces from everyone going, no, you can't stop people from taking from us. We need need this. You know, it's really interesting. So there could, there's always going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be some rockiness and resistance. You know, it's, it's, um, but here's the thing that's really important for everybody who's listening now is that you cannot do work for anybody else anymore. You know, you could have gotten away with it 10 years ago. You might've gotten away with it maybe two years ago. Sorry, what do you mean doing work for? You you can't do other people's work for that. Ah, Yeah, right. No, that makes sense. You just can't. And it doesn't count anymore. And I know Regina and I, we we did... um, what it means to be an empath. We have three fabulous episodes in the back catalog here of Healing for Healers podcast. If you want to go back and listen to what does it mean to be an empath, how to do boundaries, all of that, where we really go into that in a much deeper way. But it's so easy to slide. You know, when you haven't seen someone for ages and then you see them and you go, oh, you look tired. Mm-hmm. But you're like, no, I'm okay. But you don't notice in yourself if you look tired or not you know and this is the kind of soul loss that creeps up on you so a daily practice of calling your pieces back is really good for those types of things so um and also you know checking in to see who's taking who's uh, you know who's mainlined into you (laughs) 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 that's another good one Well, I think anybody who's a healer who's in professional healing business knows when they close down for, let's say, for two weeks break for Christmas or or, or, or end end of year, that it's the one, the clients that keep getting in touch. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see you now and I need to see you now and there's an emergency and I need to see you now. And, you know, here's something that's an aside, but it's actually quite relevant. I'm actually growing tulips in my fridge. 
over winter. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I want tulips early. And so if you put them in the dark, in the soil, in the fridge, then they think it's cold. They think the winter is coming. And then I can take them out in January and hopefully they'll grow earlier than the ones in the garden. And bedding down, you know, getting all nice and, 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 and disconnecting and nurturing yourself is what I, is where this is coming from. But the tulips won't do well if you don't give them the nourishment. They need to have proper soil. Mm-hmm. And so if you're saying, right, I'm shutting down, I'm taking the two weeks, I'm going to rest, I'm going to nurture, but you don't give yourself that nourishment, you know, all the nutrients that you need, you might not be feeling great, but you need those to actively put those nutrients into yourself while you're bedding down and, and, and disconnecting from everybody. So when you do wake up in the spring, you know, that you are revived and refreshed. And part of that is calling back your soul pieces. Yes. And that's, that's something that people don't always acknowledge is the fact to take a little bit of time out to to ground yourself, to connect yourself, to see what's missing, what's connected. And I notice myself taking time out when I, you know, will take a block of time. Over Christmas is different because, uh, you know, I'm busy catching up with people. I'm doing, I'm running around. It's not a time out. Whereas when I take holidays and leave during the year and I need minimum two weeks because I know the first week it's going to take me that long to to unwind, to realize, well, what do I need? Because at the start of it, I'm thinking, yeah, I need a rest. I need this. Blah, blah, blah. But it takes me a good while to actually really understand what it is I need, because at the time I decide that, yeah, I need to disconnect. I need to do this. I need to do that. I still don't know fully what what I need. So this is where you need to be checking in more frequently with what do you need? And how can you best look after yourself and call those pieces back? And let's say, you know, you're looking back over the holiday period, over the new year, over Christmas, and there might have been words said with somebody. You know, maybe there's something that you need to call back to or yourself. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. I mean, if, if those of you listening who are interested in doing this, who want to call your soul pieces back, and I wouldn't imagine there's anybody listening who doesn't want to do this. First of all, it's not a quick fix. Nope. It doesn't happen fast. Second of all, you have to acknowledge that you're probably running on empty or less of a tank than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I get it all the time from people. I can't do all the things I want to do. I don't have the energy to do this. I don't understand why. This can help. This really can help. This is your vitality. This is your life force. This is the hope and the dream and the creativity and the joy of being alive that has leaked away or been chipped away or drained away either, you know, by other people or by disappointments, constant mm-hmm. overtime. You know, there's a book I want to write um, for the last few years now, which right. is soul retrieval as, as as a cure for depression, because I believe that people who are depressed have severe soul loss to the point where they don't want to live anymore. It's the colors of the day are missing when you're when the aspects of you are just gone. So if you are listening and you want to do this, to see this as an investment of your time rather than a quick fix. 
and seriously, you know, get a little notebook or use a notepad on your phone, whatever, whatever you want and, and set your intention. I want to call the pieces of me back, all of my pieces. I want to call back all of my soul pieces mm-hmm. and be open to some of them just coming back of their own accord. Some of them are like, oh, I've just been waiting for you to ask for me to yes. come back. And if you wanted to even just imagine a beautiful scene where, where you're in a garden and it starts to snow, a little bit like Wizard of Oz. I've got Wizard of Oz in the brain at the moment, but you can imagine <laughs> the snow is your soul piece coming back. Just little bits of scraps of things of, you know, like you went to get something was and it wasn't there or little tiny disappointments that you were really invested in something and that piece of you just just dissolved away and just see these little bits of snow and I'm saying snow because it's pure and it's clean and it's crisp and it's you and it's not contaminated with the desires of what it was you wanted or what you were disappointed in or if it was with somebody else it's not contaminated with their energy it's just pure just coming back and say okay you know I need the energy I need the strength so that I can look for the bigger pieces. So I'm calling on the small pieces to come back so that I can get the bigger pieces back. Because, you know, if we go back to the idea of the house and you have to do a deep clean, you're not going to have the energy to do that unless you have more of you present. Mm-hmm. And to, to this, we could even just have a minute's silence here. Well, not a minute, but a few moments silence where maybe if you're listening now, you could just imagine a light snowfall of your own soul pieces coming back to you. And with that notebook that you have, if you get a flash of an image or a knowing of where other pieces might be, you know, maybe these soul pieces coming back have a message for you, write it down without needing to do anything about it right away. And then I'm just going to take advantage of this and send a wave of healing and love to anyone who's listening to ease the process to banish the fear that I did mention I was feeling earlier because, you know, we need to be whole, wholehearted. And in being whole, that means we need all of our pieces for us. So if anybody who's listening now is holding on to some energy that belongs to someone else, you know, feel brave enough now to, to let go of that so that it can go back to that other person because it works both ways. It feels like it's leveling out a bit. What do you what do you feel, Regina? Well, as you were talking about snow, I went off to my nature place to my wood. And um, for me, I have a, a different feeling where it's not necessarily snow for me. It's walking around and finding uh, a place, be it by a stone or a tree, to sit and rest and to feel connected and supported by everything around you and to feel the breeze and let let what needs to come back to you in soul essence be carried by the breeze back to you. That's nice. I'm feeling, I'm getting a sense of a big tree behind me and I can just trust that it will hold my weight. Yeah. And that's also to make you aware that you are supported. And to find support wherever, wherever, be it in nature, be it in a a nice, comfortable city in your own home, 
wherever you feel safe, wherever you feel calm. For me, and my head just goes back to yesterday, standing at Douth, which is an ancient cairn that's aligned with solstice sunset, and just standing there watching the foggy sunlight just disappear behind the horizon. And the second it disappeared, this beautiful breeze just came up to signify, yes, sunset, the sun has set on the solstice. And it was the breeze. So that's why I got the idea of the breeze. That's nice. So it's important to feel the support from the land where you are. Yes. So doing this exercise when you are out and about is really good. Hmm. Because only when you're soft and open can these pieces come back to you. Exactly. And soft and open can be lying in a bath. You know, this is the point. You don't have to set up a whole ritual about it. The important thing is that it happens in a place where you feel comfortable and where you feel safe. That's most important. Because, you know, you can't do this driving from point A to point B as you're going through your shopping list of things. Oh, yeah, I have to do this. <laughs> I have to do that. Oh, yeah, I have to call the soul pieces back. I call yeah. the soul pieces back while I'm doing five other things yeah. at the same time. Yeah. No, this is about creating space and ritual for yourself. And as I say, it can be curled up, you know, in front of a nice fire in front of a Christmas tree. Well, Christmas will be gone by the time this comes out. But it could be also, you know, um... So you can do it lying in bed in the morning with the bed still warm or, you know, just saying I'm calling all the pieces back to me so I can go through the day. Yeah. What what I'd like people to do now as they kind of come back into the moment is just ask the question and, you know, spiritual growth happens when you ask a question and the quality of the question really defines the quality of the answer that you're going to get. So you could ask the question, and it doesn't have to be my question, but where where are my soul pieces if they're not with me? Mm-hmm. And how do I get them back? Good question. Because it's going to be different for everybody, and it could be many more than one place for somebody, if that makes sense. And as I ask this, there's ambient noise happening here where I am. So that shows once more it's a pertinent and important question. Mm-hmm. So where have you signed away part of your soul? Where have you left part of yourself? Where has a disappointment caught you? And where are you waiting for somebody else to look after you? Are you waiting for somebody else to decide something? You know, for me also, Regina, waiting is something that can eat my soul if I'm waiting and waiting and waiting because I'm invested in somebody doing something or something happening and I'm waiting and I'm waiting Pieces of me seem to just, you know, go into that stream of waiting. Okay. And then I get weaker from that. So I say, I'm not going to wait. I take those pieces of myself back. I say, well, what is it that I actually need? Because I can give it to myself. And that's empowerment. That's empowering yourself to look after yourself in this moment. I take my pieces back of my soul. I say, right, whatever I need, I can give it to myself And what I want, I might not get it. And then that's where you have your work. You know, your work is, well, releasing the things that you you think you need or the things that you want to have the things you actually need and to look after yourself in that. Do you know what uh, comes to 
mind there as you talk about, you know, so loss and work. Um, in Ireland, back in 2008, 2009, there was a very bad recession. And through the work I was doing, uh, once once a year, we used to have to hand out leaflets about a specific event early in the morning. And it was usually the first working day back after New Year. But around uh, about that time, I remember handing leaflets to these people. Now, this would be, you know, 7.15 in the morning to 9 a.m. And to look into their faces as they returned to the to work and the fear that they had in their faces where they had. Uh, they were dreading going back to work, they were dreading the idea that uh, and they were staying in their jobs through fear. Yeah. And it was so in it. I was I was blown away by it afterwards because to see, because this is something we would have done every year over a couple of years. And to see particularly, I remember that Christmas or that new year. And my heart was broken looking at people because they had exchanged so much of themselves through fear and they were so fearful of what was happening. And I can understand that fear. We've all had that fear. But, you know, for people to realise that they can do something about it, that they're not trapped. There's the siren. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, this is why there's, the, you know, with the pandemic, when people lost their jobs and everyone had to stay at home, and then people are like, well, I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. There's life after this job. And that's a rec reclamation of your power, you know, and, and to say, okay, you don't get what you want without taking a risk and you can't get up off the chair and make things happen for yourself if you're disempowered. No. So there are people here who've turned their lives around this year and there are people here mm. who want to turn their lives around. And so I'm saying to them, again, don't put yourself under pressure. Mm. Realize that you can't be empowered until you have your power back and that the soul retrieval Asking for the, your soul pieces back, asking for your power to come back every day. Where is my power trapped? How can I untangle it? You know, and, and it'll start to flow when the universe starts to see that you're serious about this. And you're not <laughs> just saying it because we're talking about it here, but you actually mean it. You want your power back. Then you'll start to get it back in dribs and drabs. And then suddenly it'll be a flow. And then one day you'll wake up and a big piece will just come back into your chest. And you'll realize you are like the jigsaw puzzle with the piece missing. And here's the piece come back in and it's slotted back in so nicely. And then you have to get the rest of them back because it feels so good. And then you're on your way, you know, but you have to make that commitment. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense to me. You have to embody it. And yes. You know, the soul piece won't come back if you haven't changed how you do things. Oh, yeah. It's not going to come back so you can give it away to somebody no. else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like fact that and, be, and go off. You know, that's um, that's what but it this does. This would be a really interesting resolution for the new year. Is to say, okay, my resolution isn't, you know, it, it isn't to lose weight or isn't to change how I, it's, it's to get all of my soul pieces back. Because when you're empowered, then you can do all the other things, but you can't do anything if you don't have your power with you. Yeah. Because you don't feel whole, you don't feel whole, you don't feel complete. No. And that's what 
So uh, doing regular soul retrievals makes you feel it makes you feel whole, makes you complete. Makes you feel whole. Now, those of you that are listening and going, well, I don't know how and I don't know this and I don't know that. You know, I have a fabulous website that has a ton of healing programs on it, all pre-recorded. And I'm back in session. You know, I do one to ones and I do live group sessions. So you are not on your own. I mean, I'm here to help. And if you find that the soul piece, you know what it is and it's stuck and you can't get it, you know, come and ask, ask for help. You don't have to ask me. You can ask anybody for help. Mm. But, you you know, the idea is that you don't have to do all of this on your own. But if you do that groundwork first, then, you know, you know, and then it does. It starts a cascade. And once the universe sees that you're serious about this, then people will show up in your life to help you. I mean, it's just like Regina and I sitting here chatting and the alarms are going off. (laughs) And our cameras don't work, so we can't see each other. cameras aren't working. And so it's important. And so when it's important the light will find you. Yeah. Your soul pieces are just waiting for you to claim them back. They are in awe and, 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 and excited. And it's, it's almost like you can see them now. They're all jumping around, clapping their hands with excitement, cheering you on. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You can do this. You can be a whole <laughs> person. You get all your soul pieces back is the best gift that you could give to yourself. And of course, to everybody around you as well because then you're much nicer to be around (laughs) and uh, life suddenly becomes amazing and wonderful and beautiful it's like I I did say you know about being depressed and the grayness and you wonder why you're here and what's the point of life when you have your soul pieces then you see the joy you you know you appreciate the beauty the grace that's in everything life becomes much more magical and then you step into the truth of who you are and all of the capacity of your purpose and 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 all of that opens up for you and it's just the real reason why we're here and and you know we say shine your light and be who you are this is what it means when that piece of you comes back it's like your light goes a lot, little bit brighter a little bit stronger and um there's nothing like it there really, really is nothing like it. So so I think I've said everything that I can say on this. Is there anything you think we, we, we've left out here? No, I'm just feeling into it. And what I'm feeling is to remind people to just be comfortable in who they are. And that also is part of the soul retrieval process, uh, calling these pieces back so that you feel more powerful, you feel more in control and you feel happier in who you are absolutely absolutely you're you're doing this for you hello you know and you're not doing this to please other people you're not doing this to pretend you're not some you know something that you to to, to be completely you mm. these are the pieces that want to sing and, and dance and grow old disgracefully as you would put it. <laughs> <laughs> We were not born to fit in, we, you know, otherwise, what's the point? So, well, yeah. I, as I say many a time, I, there's nothing about me that's designed to blend in. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so see how you go and um, do start calling in your soul pieces. And, and, and uh, you can always send us an email on Healing for Healers podcast at gmail.com. And uh, now you can rate our podcast on Spotify. We would love it if you could give us a rating. That would be fabulous. And, well, we'll see you next time. So 
goodbye from me. And goodbye <laughs> from me. And thank you so much for listening. Sláon. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions, or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.